What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Thriving Minds Podcast with your host, Walter Parada, where we strive to provide you with empowering talks so you can live to thrive. I hope you find yourself in the right frame of mind, focusing on the things within your control. So today's episode is incorporating visualization. So when we talk about visualization, it's about imagining something where you create a picture of it. Something you can translate your thoughts, your feelings, and your words into something that's tangible where you can see it, feel it, and and sense it. That it starts to become a bit more concrete and much more within your sights that you can grasp it. Kind of like a drawing or a blueprint in your mind. I'm sure you can recall a time where something's really caught your eye and you may not notice it, but your eyes become wider as it really piques your interest and it grabs your attention that you'll gravitate towards it. It might leave you enamored with it where it has this long-lasting feeling of, wow, that exists or that's possible. And you might say, I want that. When this happens in the physical world when you can actually see it, such as a nice car, a nice house, or a pet, where you better comprehend it and develop an emotional connection to it. Like those physical things that we can see, we can create something similar in our minds. We all have hopes and dreams and aspirations of what we want to accomplish, where we think of them, and this could be daydreaming or fantasizing. In this physical world that we live in, that's kind of been something that's not readily accepted because it's become about results now. Think about it when we're in school, right? Our minds might be somewhere else, such as sitting on the beach or hanging out with friends. You know, the common thing that a teacher is going to do is grab your attention to right here, right now. So this starts to clip our imagination. That power of visualization is stifled. And this discourages us from being able to really just let our thoughts develop properly. The result of this is the lack of ingenuity to see beyond what's in front of our eyes. So when we hear the term, think realistically, I come to think about go with something that's easy, that can be done relatively quickly. Something that's already been done. Where it makes us want to take shortcuts to where we're going. But the more shortcuts that are taken, the more you short yourself from what's possible. What visualization does is it develops your imagination to let you know that your thoughts and ideas can be made a reality. And knowing this, you have to be very careful in what you visualize because you could be setting yourself up for self-sabotage. There are times where you might be thinking of a certain situation that could play out as disastrous, almost as if you're looking for an excuse for why things are not going to turn out well. That's where that self-awareness to know when you're self-doubting yourself, when you're beating yourself up unnecessarily, is going to be very pivotal to prevent it from gaining momentum. And the more time you spend visualizing a certain outcome or situation, the more energy you'll spend that's going to get you closer to what you envision. So be aware and intentional of what it is specifically that you're going to visualize. Know that this is a process that can be long at times. So if you're looking for a quick fix or a get-rich-quick scheme, this isn't the way to go. 
Another great thing about visualization is that it actually calms you down. So if you have big goals or things that might feel daunting, actually visualizing how you're going to get them done or how things are going to play out with the details involved really helps to work out those nerves. This creates the scenario where you do a dry run. And as you're working your way through this, you might be experiencing some of those nerves associated when you actually do it. So if you're about to give a public presentation, it can feel a bit nerve-wracking to go through it. But when you visualize yourself actually doing it, you're invoking certain emotions associated with it. Some of these emotions might be fear, anxiety, or jitteriness. You're giving yourself that time and space to iron things out, and you gain more reputation through it. This is your safe place to face self-doubt and find out that it's not that big of a deal. Just like practicing for anything, the more repetition that you get, the better chance you have at improving in it if you do it well. So ultimately, what you get out of this is a higher level of composure. It relaxes your mind and increases your confidence when you actually take action. Overall, what is improved is your motor control, your attention, perception, planning, and memory. This enhances your motivation and it gets you primed to perform at a high level and it increases a state of flow where things are happening with great fluidity. It gets your mind better acclimated and out in front of things where you have better anticipation that keeps you steps ahead before you physically do it. It feels like you've already done it, which you have. And brain studies revealed that thoughts produce the same mental instructions as actions. It's getting you trained for actual performance simply by working through the steps along the way. One of the first things to do when you're going to start incorporating visualization into your daily routine is to make it a priority. Say out loud or write out the specific time that you're actually going to do this because it serves as a bigger reminder. Be aware that you're going to have a few minutes where you just visualize what it is that you want. It can be in the morning, afternoon, or just before you go to sleep. And what's going to be helpful to make it a habit is to do it at the same time of the day consistently because eventually you won't even need to remind yourself to do it. If you look at many of the habits that you have, you might not even be aware that you do them because they just become so ingrained into you. So making visualization a priority, especially in the beginning, will help make it stick. As you're visualizing things, make sure to be clear about what you want. There should be very little in between where things are vague. It should be clear cut because when it is, you start to hone in better. That makes it a lot more comprehensible. Think about it like a high pixelated camera where the more details involved, the more the picture grabs your attention. So if it's sports related and what you want to happen is to perform at an extremely high level, be very specific about what that entails. Imagine all the specifics involved in getting to that high level from how you practice daily, where you're giving your all, and you're exhausted after each training session, where you see yourself getting ready for the game. That includes your routine of listening to music, warming up, stretching, putting on your gear, talking to your coaches and your teammates, 
lining up for each play and actually seeing yourself go through the motions of the game playing out. This gives you the mental edge that you've already played out the game in your head and when you physically do it, it becomes a little slower and your body just flows naturally to what you programmed your mind for. One of the things that's really great about visualization is that you become more accustomed to how things are going to play out that you might do it several hundred times as opposed to when you do it physically it's typically only once where you get one shot to perform and if visualization is not done then you're only getting that one shot to do it mentally as well which is going to make you not as prepared and it could seem like things are just going so fast. Visualization requires a little bit of getting your mind cleared so cutting out the distractions or potential ones is going to help ensure that you can focus a lot more of your energy on what it is that you want. And yes, this requires energy because it's directing your attention to things unfolding in a certain way. Go to a quiet place or a dark place where there's very little to distract you. Or you could just close your eyes and put on noise-canceling headphones. You just need to get to a place mentally where things are not bombarding your focus from one thing to another. It's being able to follow the sequence of events of the things playing out. You could even do this while you're meditating, where maybe the first 30 seconds, it's just about getting that junk out of your mind. And then the next minute or two, where you're completely immersed into the visualization component. The less distractions involved, the better chance you have at building up to the stamina to to get there quicker. As you begin to do this, your thoughts will wander where you might be thinking of, what are you going to eat right after this? But with enough time given, you'll be able to get back to where you need to be, where your mental energy will be 100% dedicated to visualization as opposed to only 60%. If you're having a difficult time being focused on the process and the details involved with it, then close your eyes and speak out loud what it is you want as it's going to help you think and hear it. Sometimes in that quietness, our thoughts will wander into so many different things, especially with the thinking style you have. There might be a tendency for your imagination to run wild, so there could be the potential to go over a nightmare scenario. Fear could run the show, and it's not going to help you. If that's the case, hearing yourself speak out what it is that you want is going to help focus your attention back to what you're saying. Say things out loud with all the specific details that you want to happen. Try even recording yourself saying what you want to happen and then listening to what was said, evaluating if you're being clear enough. If you're not used to hearing yourself recorded, it might seem a bit awkward, but stick with it and focus on the content and not so much on how you sound. There's still going to be the natural tendency for that survival piece to come in and we might be thinking about worst case scenarios or about all the potential bad things that could happen. It's okay to give it some thought, but take it a step further and come up with potential scenarios for how you're going to handle them if it does come about that way. So if you happen to go all in with your business where you quit your job to focus entirely on it, there's going to come those times where self-doubt might be saying, Did I make the right choice? Use those moments to actually visualize what you would do to keep the business afloat so you can dedicate all your time and energy to it. 
This could be moving back in with your parents or someone else to help you save money. Maybe it's applying for certain grants that your business qualifies for to help reduce the amount of debt that you owe. Being able to work through this helps ease those concerns that you might have. Another helpful thing is to move as you visualize. You want to stimulate the actions of the activities involved. If you imagine yourself on stage singing or delivering a passionate speech, go through the motions in a slow manner. This further connects that mental and physical side to work in unison, and it gives it greater power. Get your arms, hands, fingers, whatever body part you need to get better connected with it. This helps you feel your way into it. See yourself actually getting ready for your performance. From showering to what you're going to eat prior, putting on your outfit, getting to the stage, warming up, grabbing the microphone, mimicking the motion, and notice how you're going to move on stage. How you're going to signal to the audience your gratitude for taking the time to listen and watch you. Are you going to wave or take a bow? This helps you to work out those nerves so you become more excited about how you will do instead of dreading the things that could go wrong. This further cements what it is that you're imagining. Where your body has already rehearsed all the motions involved that lets you know exactly what to do. So when you go out there and perform, there's no surprise because you've been through it so many times that it's become routine. Things will just be so automatic when it comes to actually doing it. It's going to help to know what qualities or traits you need to get what you want. When we fantasize or imagine what it is that we really want, what tends to get overlooked are those intrinsic traits. And it's more than just confidence, but the things like resiliency, grit, being resourceful, discipline, accountability, and having the courage to stick with it. These are all those intangible traits that are needed to get us to where we want to be. But sometimes it's difficult to put an emphasis on it because it's something that we can't see or touch or feel. But we know that it's needed because there's going to be tough times and that's going to be the difference in, in whether you can handle those moments. The things that we have achieved are usually evidenced by some sort of material thing such as an award or a certificate to prove the validity of what you've done. The common things such as a diploma or a degree or trophies or money that was physically won shows us what was done in the past, but it's not a predictor of what is yet to come. You don't draw strength from those accomplishments from a physical standpoint, but instead what was internally developed from being able to handle those tough times. These vital traits are what predict your future. The better that you can develop and strengthen them, the better chance you have at making what you envision a reality. So be clear in identifying what traits are needed to be able to withstand those setbacks that are going to occur along the way. Make sure to spell out those words in your mind that are going to be needed. Resilience is obviously one that's going to be needed. And know what it means to you and how you're going to use it. To have that ability to withstand mentally and emotionally from very difficult times and recover quickly. Say these words out loud and when you're going to use them as it's conditioning you to embrace what's difficult. This is the portion that's going to strengthen your connection to what it is that you're imagining. 
It reinforces the belief in yourself. Many of our dreams and aspirations tend to be ambitious, which requires a lot of work and time to get there. And those that decide it's worth pursuing is because they've developed those key traits to keep on making it happen. They're willing to delay satisfaction of getting results right now for a later time. It's sacrificing short-term results for longer-term gains, which is something that's very admirable and wise to do. What can get in the way of developing our imagination so we can visualize things a lot better is actually being too focused on what we physically see. This can condition one to be consumed with results right now instead of exercising enough patience to let things develop properly. The things that we see on an everyday basis seduce us to be in that survival mode. Food, water, shelter, and having a consistent paycheck coming keeps us in that hamster wheel that keeps us in place. Now don't get me wrong, these things are actually needed to keep us going, but the goal should be not merely to survive, but to thrive. And sometimes for us to thrive, that requires taking short-term losses to make room for those bigger things that are possible. The things that we see right here, right now, make us enamored to get results immediately. We want instant gratification that slowly makes us more and more dependent on it. And when enough time passes, it becomes so hard to break free from it when we know we want something more. It leads us to make one compromise after another until one day, it's many decisions that were mostly compromises. The want for better experiences is sacrificed for settling for what is safe and limits you from the greatness within. Look beyond what's physically seen because it can be blinding to what's possible if you only rely on your eyes. If you're not used to imagining what could be, it's going to feel odd and funny to incorporate these types of behaviors. Thinking that it's just a bunch of wish upon a star nonsense. But we got to remember that we create our own realities based on what we choose to focus on. What you focus on is what you eventually get. So if you have big aspirations and you're consistently focused on it, yet it's not coming together, eventually you're going to find it because you're always going to be searching for what it is that you want. It just takes time. For those who say, well, my reality is that I'm not going to get there. Well, that's because limitations have been put on what can be done based on a time period. Just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean that it's impossible. This is just a lazy way to say that I've run out of patience and I'm giving up. If you focus on why things will not work out, then you're going to find that. Many times, it takes figuring out and trying things. Roadblocks will be present along the way, and you can choose to retreat when you come across them, or you can find another route. One of the things that's going to help you embrace imagining yourself and looking beyond what's just physically seen is to really question the doubt or why things are not possible. When you get the feeling of, come on now, this is just snake oil, or you're just selling me something, really come to ask yourself, what's stopping you from taking the time to visualize things? Could it be out of fear that it's a waste of time? Because if it is, what's five minutes a day to visualize something that you want to happen? Is it because results haven't happened yet, or progress hasn't been shown, 
and you want to avoid feeling that big letdown? Could it be the worry of how others might view you or you got to see things to believe it? Any of these types of questions or something related to them can actually be picked apart. And when you take the time to evaluate what's stopping you, you're going to come to find out that it's just a mental block on the surface disguised as an excuse. Initially, it might be seen as a reason why you're not going to do it. But with enough time, you're going to realize that you're just looking for a way out of not trying it. Separate the emotion that's attached for resisting and look at it as a way to relax your mind. When you resist, there's tension involved because it's about digging in your heels in the stance that you take. And this is emotionally driven where it blocks things off. Notice if you become angry or sarcastic as you're answering these questions that you have. Because if you do, that's the time to reset as it's going to help you overcome being defensive and wanting to resist. It's also helpful to condition yourself to delay gratification because it's going to build patience to be able to stick with things. The things that you imagine take time to develop and rarely does it happen all at one time. Maybe things might unfold or develop quickly at times, but that's made possible during those periods of drought to withstand those lack of results. The little things that you can do to avoid or put off instant satisfaction is waiting to give in to impulses. Take for example, wanting to eat junk food. Maybe when you have the urge to eat a bag of Doritos, maybe you wait an hour and you see how you feel. Maybe you change your mind and they become less appealing. Or maybe you do eat them later. Either way, this helps you hold off on needing to feel good right now. Or when you get emotionally worked up, whether with anger or excitement, delay your response for a reasonable amount of time. You want to be able to show self-control that situations will not dictate how to act, but instead you'll position yourself for what's going to benefit you in the long term. Being able to work out, eat healthy, or prepare for big moments when you don't feel like it will result in a better you because you did what was hard right now so you can reap the rewards at a later time. Incorporating all these different things and visualizing what you want for yourself is intentionally layering so much information into your subconsciousness that makes it difficult for self-doubt to take over. You just further empower yourself the more you can continuously layer what you envision. Your focus becomes so much more aligned with what you want that it becomes harder and harder to become distracted by much else. And each day that you can practice visualizing yourself in a certain situation or things playing out in whatever way you want, it becomes a lot clearer that makes you more connected to it. This is a great exercise to really decompress so you can relax your mind and focus on the things within your control. Without it, fear is naturally going to grab much of your attention for why things are not going to work out. What's really great about consistently imagining yourself of all the great things that are possible in your future is that it requires very little energy to do so. It's just a few minutes of being able to clear out some of the distractions and focus on the things that you want. Remember that this just takes time. Consistently following through, getting your mind centered. Each day you practice it, the closer you get to making it happen.
Let go of focusing on how much longer before you get what you want and instead immerse yourself in your vision. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode and it served you in some way. If you're interested in more topics like this, become a Thriving Minds member at www.thrivingminds.live. It's your personal development resource to help you build the right mindset so you can thrive. All right, until next time. Thank you.